one of the most important things is to believe yourself. Like, that is very important. Like, whatever you're doing, you need to believe in yourself. You need to be a person that is very open to critics and also open to learning new stuff. I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head up the ground. We break into everything. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into Hello and welcome to the Biobreakers Corner where we step out of faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Dunkor. Today we have our Barrier Breaker of the month of June 2022, an amazing, amazing guest. He's been doing so well. I've been following him a while on social media and I've seen the work that he's been doing the past couple of years and it's grown exponentially. Like, I don't want to start telling any story right now, but he's none other than Muhammadu Mukhtar Bute, aka Bits. Please introduce yourselves. Hello, my name is Mukhtar Bide, as you rightly said. And I'm a photographer, full-time photographer based in Gambia. I completed my studies in 2021, I'm majoring in biology. I'm not a very interesting person in a way because literally all I do is take pictures, that, that's it. <laughs> but besides photographs, I love like, I love watching ball. Like, I'm 25 years old. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm so shocked right now. Okay, first of all, you started studying biology, like biology and photography. Like, how did that come about? And you are just 25 years old. Like, hello. Okay, let's dive into that part. <laughs> what made you go or switch into photography from biology? To be quite honest, I think I've really struggling to figure out what I wanted to do since I finished my high school. It has been a very rough journey, like figuring out know, what you wanted to do. So what happened was when I finished my high school back in 2014, I actually went to see where my dad is because he works in Denmark. So I went there to join him and then I did apply for an internship at the microbiology lab. So yeah, I was busy doing that. At the time, I thought, maybe, okay, this is something that I have interest in. So why not go back and do a course, a bachelor's? So yeah, that's how it all started. So after I, I started doing my biology, I think it was my second year or so that we had the train trip to Tendava. Tendava is actually a place around the South Bank. It's at the phone, so we went there for a strange trip. And then at the time, like, I mean, the place had no network, so we couldn't use it at all. So that was my time, like, just to explore and then figure out the things that I would like to do besides being on my phone. And then, yeah, that's how it all started. I would take pictures, you know, so my phone 
things and then they started to motivate me. My roommate was, was like, if you take this serious, I think you will really like do great. So yeah, that's how I started the whole journey. I came back and then I talked to my dad about it. It was really, really crazy because everyone was like, all of a sudden, where for the class? I think it has been something there for so long, but I just never went out with it. After the trip, I took it so serious. Like I would go every single day, my iPhone 6, taking pictures, posting them. Now, full-time photography, the biology is, is there, but... Run away. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see myself, like, going back anytime, probably. Do a master's or... I don't know. Master's in biology or master's in photography? Maybe master's in microbiology. Because actually, I used to love it. For photography, I don't think I would do anything besides maybe just mm. a short course on, like, basic stuff. But I do not work and study. Yeah, you can learn a lot from people. You can learn a lot in classes. I don't see the necessity of doing the whole master's or whatever like that. Yeah, you can learn from people. And the University of YouTube is available as well. <laughs> Exactly. And then that's where I learned every single thing I know to editing, every single thing that's where I learned. Oh, wow. This is really amazing. How old were you when you started using your iPhone 6 to photograph people? I'm not wrong. I think 22. Yeah, around that age. Oh, wow. Being that young and taking that work seriously, because back 10 years ago, for me, seeing people at that age, it's like, okay, we don't know what to do. We're not going to push. For some people, it was like, we're not going to push. We are just going to do whatever life gives us and we just go with it. But this young generation or this generation of people that we have now, they have a different mindset because they are more outspoken. I feel like they are more bolder than, I'm not that old, but like my generation of people are like, let's take our time. I was more laid back pressing. So it's like, okay, let's take our time. Let's do this. But this generation is like, let's go for it because we've seen how people have been able to be successful in that area. And so why not go for it? And one thing I love about your story is the motivation that you got from your roommate, because I feel like any person that wants to do anything, if you just have that one person that will encourage you, you can go a long way. I mean, encouraging yourself is good. It helps you go along the way, especially if you don't have a lot of people encouraging you or if you have no one encouraging you. But having that one person pushes you to move forward. But what I want to know now is how your conversation with your dad went, because I feel like a lot of young people would like to know because most times our parents are not for what we want to do. It's like, what do you want to do with photographing? Photography is not money. Like in my days, back in the day, if I'd said I want to have a nonprofit or I want to be interviewing people, my dad would have been like, what's that going to do? Is that going to bring you money? You know, <laughs> is it going to bring food to your table? But I want to know how that conversation went with your dad. I used to be a very, I mean, I'm still a very small person. It was always very difficult to open up to my dad and telling about stuff. So it was a very, very difficult thing to do, but I had to do it anyway. When I had the opportunity, I sat down with my dad and told him about it. I think one of the questions my dad had always was, okay, I've spent a lot of money for you to do this. Are you sure if you're going to do this? If you're going to focus on the thing, are you still going to be responsible? Stuff like that. I'm not that person that when I want to be so focused on it, I give my effort. So I gave my word and I think I can really do good in this. Just need to work and then that's how it all went. But I think one of the major challenges was not for my dad. It was people around meeting the family and everyone. Because people have a mindset of influencing the part of your business. Yeah. Especially if your dad is working in the office, they would say stuff like, I mean, your dad is doing this, why you following these footsteps and all that. But yeah. Other people feel like, okay, I think I'm not doing the right thing. But for me personally, I just 
forgot ignored everyone what I was saying. So my dad and uncle came together and they got me a tablet. Like I can still remember it. Although like from classes, I was super happy, so happy. Just, just taking it back a little bit, you said someone got you your camera, your dad got you your camera? Yeah, my dad and my uncle. Yeah. That is absolutely amazing. From hearing what you said from the beginning, not being able to open up to your dad. I think that's one thing that for most Africans, that's one of the things that we find hard to do because they are mostly always strict. And so opening up to them is something else. So for you to go to him and be able to tell him that, because one of the things you said is, I had to do it anyway, because you've had that passion, that desire. It's so strong in you. And you know that, you know, if I don't do this, I'm sinning against God, sinning against myself. Like I'm doing myself a disservice if I don't do this. I just want to use that to encourage someone out there that if you come to that point where the passion is stronger than ever, you have to do it anyway, no matter how tough it is to talk to the person that you have to talk to. And most of the questions that they will ask you is that I paid money for you to go to school. All the money I spent on you is now gone to waste. And that's the thing that you're thinking about because that money cannot be used on something else. And so for you being able to do that, like bravo to you for stepping out and being like, I need to get this done. I need to say it out or else I have no peace in me. And you went and did it anyway. And look at what came out of it. Then help you buy your first camera, your dad and your uncle. That is very amazing. That is really, really great. And you're talking about challenges. Can we go deeper into that? You said the environment, the people around you. What other challenges did you face with your photography? Besides the support and motivation of people close to you, I think one of the major struggles you face is the know-how. Because obviously, if you get a camera, like, you need to know how to use the camera. You need to know details of everything. So I think getting that information is very, very hard. So you have to do it yourself. You have to dig for yourself. You have to search for yourself. Every detail that you need to know will be there. So I mean, that has been like one of the biggest struggles. Because when I got my camera, I remember like, telling myself that. I'm not going to show what it works. I need to learn how to buy your own. I spent like hours on YouTube planning stuff, planning how to set the camera on my own. It was very challenging. You can't really like, shoot auto and then be a professional. It's never going to happen. Auto does everything for you. And everyone's going to be a photographer just to it. So you need to push yourself and then learn from the stuff. That really was challenging. I can't really think of anything besides that. Only with yeah, because you can't really get anything from that. Order every single thing you need. But if you're studying, that's not really because you have a camera and nothing is anything. I think that's key because if you are starting anything, especially if you, it's something new that you're doing, like you got into photography. I'm now starting a nonprofit. I'm not a social media person. So on my personal profile, it's just few pictures of me. We said this, I uploading more photos of myself, but I'm not someone that wants to be out there. I don't like to be on a video, like being out there. So starting this, it stretched me. I had to be out there. I had to do videos. I had to, now we're doing real. I mean, with the reels, I'm not having my face on there. But, you know, coming and creating YouTube and like, how do I run a nonprofit and all of those things? Now I need to come and start knowing the nitty gritties of it and trying to get information on how to run it, especially in the U.S. Back we can just do it anyhow. But here, you have to follow certain guidelines and rules. So it's like, okay, I'm trying to take one step at a time to learn and grow. So there's a lot of learning and growing when you are starting something, especially something new to you. So big ups to you for pushing up and just getting to where you need to be, the learning that you have to do on YouTube. I mean, internet in Gambia is like <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So, 
spending so much hours on YouTube, I can imagine how much you spent on just learning stuff on YouTube. So it's really great that you were able to push and do that. That's a challenge in itself. That internet bit is just a challenge in itself. So for you to break through and come to this point, it's amazing. And now I was so into the football this year, basically because Gambia was playing. But getting to have you on BBC Sports, like, did you just wake up in the morning and you just saw that you were on? One of your pictures was taken off. How did it get there? Did they reach out to you first? Did they say, hey, we saw your picture and we want to use it? Like, tell us a story about that. Did you just wake up in the morning and you just saw it? Oh, BBC had this year photo. Tell us that story. So actually, I've been doing like photojournalism for AFP. Getting to AFP to start with was something very interesting, special to me. They actually reached out to me. I think you could do this and stuff like that. So we met and then that was how it was like that. So I started doing stories for them, for AFP, anything that's going on in there. For that very day, the Afghan. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it was really unplanned because I went to my friend's house, the game. And after that, we went to West Wales. I stayed away from the game. And then the place was a little bit quiet, but then all of a sudden, we saw people running around celebrating. I had to be so quick with it. So I had to like cross there and then take pictures of it. I'm going to be honest, like, getting those pictures out there was was so so difficult because as I remember on that day like the internet was so bad really really bad I couldn't even say like the first world even up to 30 megabytes can you imagine like it took me almost three hours to spend those hours like I was sitting down waiting for like those flights to send so wait in Yvette and then John had them distributed and then whenever I sent to AFP it goes to getting and everything so I think BBC got it from getting it was still surprising because I woke up the next day it was a normal day and I was happy because we still won the mm-hmm. first Afghan game yes, yes. And then I was just scrolling to Twitter and then obviously like I saw BBC post that like you it was really really crazy so crazy listen we were all part of the people that were so proud of you and we're so happy we're like oh my god this picture is out there like these pictures are out Oh my goodness. I was here so excited. I was telling my friend about it. And it happens that the person that you captured, Samuel, on Breakers Corner, we have the Young People edition on the podcast. So Samuel was one of our hosts last year for the Young People's podcast. So seeing him on there on the picture, I was like, is this Samuel? I was like, what? Someone is trending. <laughs> <laughs> it was so amazing that it was someone that had been on the podcast as well as a host. Yeah. It was exciting also seeing your work being showcased in the world. Yeah. It was amazing. It was so, so proud of you. Like, who would have thought a few years ago your pictures that you started with iPhone 6 will be on BBC Sports. Like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I'm so excited. It just tells you how put in the work that you have, no matter what you do. I didn't want to cry right now. Yeah. Put in the work, no matter what happens, just keep going. One day we will get there. How many years ago was that? And now that we are here, we are going onto bigger platforms and I'm praying that you get into even more bigger platforms and more connections. Do not despise your humble beginnings. Never despise it. If you're out there, never, ever despise your humble beginnings because you never know where it's going to take you. And now we have the Bit Studios. I can't wait to come to down there. There are two photographers. I am looking forward to coming to take my photos. Tall Blonde Ben and yours. I am waiting. I can't wait. <laughs> I've got my plans lined up. <laughs> Tell us how you got into Big Studios because you didn't have that. We love the photos that you're already taking, but why Big Studios? Obviously, like, that is me. That's what I do. But I feel like she also, as a business, in Gambia, you have to engage with other stuff like weddings. 
I sat down and said, you know, okay, why not have this photography recently as a brander? And then in that plan, I can have my own studio. I can have people to work for me. Differentiate what I do for the journalism with what I do with photography. That is something that I'm like super excited about. And things are going slow, still moving. So I don't know. That's really, really good. And I think for every business, there has to be growth to happen. We need to see it as that expansion that's going to be taking place. I mean, you as an individual, you're growing, but also we have to see the expansion and you going separating photojournalism and the work that you're doing as well for people, taking wedding photos and personal photos as well. That calls for a studio because the work is there and people need to see and come and get a place that they want to take their photos. So it's really amazing seeing the expansion that is taking place. What lessons are you learning throughout this journey or what lessons have you learned? I've learned so much. One of the most important things is to believe yourself. I feel like that is very important. Like whatever you're doing, you need to believe in yourself. You need to be a person that is very open to critics and also open to learning new stuff. There's one thing about, especially in Gambia, and I feel like most people are really disturbed by it. Some people would start stuff and then people around there will be like, you, you're doing good, you did that. And then they will feel like, okay, I think I'm up there, so I don't have to improve or anything. And then they will enrich in higher heights. So I think we can go and then learn new stuff. And also I think it's very important to network and then there is no competition in this. Creative industry is very, very good. You can shoot the same thing and you still get different, different outcomes. There is no competition. Like everyone has to do their own thing and then learn from each other and then collaborate. At the end of the day, what's more important is just putting Gambia out there. And I think for me personally, that's one of the most important things. I tell people for the life, it's not just going to weddings. It's about letting people know what's in your country. It's about representing your country, putting all continent out there and then close you know, so for me. My goal is to push and then be like, you know, internationally. And I think this was regionalism, it's really helped me achieve that because whatever work I do, especially that has to do with work for AFP, it goes out there. Every news, every news agency would just from that. They would post it and then they would give me credit with my name on it. I would have never imagined that to ever happen like from the start. But everything is just like, every single day something happens and they're like, wow, 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 that's how it's going. I really get from everything. And then I'm also very humble. Like, I want to keep this in I can see that. You wanting to even make your country known, seeing it through the pictures, because when I showed it to my friend, your IG photos, I sent it to her and she was like, this is one of my favorite photographers that she's seen. The stories that you were telling with the pictures that you were taking. And I think that's what attracted her to your social media, seeing those stories being shared. And I also love them because one day, who knows whom I want to use it for a blog or for a magazine and be like, can I use your pictures? Because you're actually telling stories of African cultures, our African country and being able to even hopefully travel around. I mean, you went to Cameroon to go and take some pictures as well, which was amazing too. We are so proud of you. We just want to encourage you to keep pushing. It's not an easy journey, but look at where, how far you've come. So one of the questions I ask on Viabricus Bona is, what do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger? One of the things I wish I had known is to put your faith in God. It's one of the most important things. You need to believe whatever God stands to happen, it's going to happen. But also you need to push hard for it. So I wish I knew just to be able to easy on myself. Okay. 
That's good. Be easy on yourself. That's so true because some people like us that are perfectionists, we like to get things right, right up the first moment. I'm learning to give myself grace and be like, don't worry, Joyce, you'll be fine. It's a learning process. When you make mistakes, you would never learn if you never made those mistakes. So being easy on yourself is very important. It's so true. And Father's Day is coming up. You have your father who supported you at some point in your career. What are some of the things that you learned from him being your father? What are the lessons you learned from him? Me and my dad, we're quite alike. That's something that I'm really, really proud of us. Me, if you know me, you know that like, I'm a very, very unique person. I don't like to go out alone. I'm a very sad person too. Because my dad, if you know him, you know that this guy is very happy. So mm. We don't get to know much about him. And also, with all this, we just don't really talk about it. And then, for me, I feel like that's something that I really... Because there's one thing about me, like, when people come to me and understand me, like, you know, I like what you do, you can. It's always very, very difficult because I don't really know how to, like, actually react to it, but stuff like that. And sometimes, like, like recently, I've, I've like, really... You know, I like so many stuff done and then I've also achieved a lot of things. But I feel like I don't really go out there pushing it on people's face, letting them know. I did that also pushes me and then just makes me understand that in this world, whatever you have, you have to give. Besides your effort, you have to give a lot of the credit for everything. And then you have to also understand that things happen. Sometimes things also don't happen. So you need to be very careful with how you take stuff. Being Hollywood and being like very religious also in a way. That's, that's like something that I'm really happy that my dad told me. And then also a lot of people. I'm that person that most people, they would come to me the last to laugh and then they would take outside them stuff. And I'm like, nah, whatever I know, it's because I learned from someone. So I need to be able to also say the same wish to you so that you can say to someone else. So yeah, I think those things are stuff that I'm really, really happy that my dad taught me. I'm like seeing every, every community. And then also, <laughs> my dad too, I, I remember like, when I used to work a lot and I saved the money, like, nah, like, this is not a good idea. You need to invest, whatever you do. And then, to be quite honest, that has changed my whole photography, you know, journey. And then being able to invest in my craft and earn more, I think that's, that's something like super, super great. That's pretty amazing. Getting these lessons from your dad and being able to put it into action. But one thing I wanted to also say is when people come and tell you how good you are and how great you are and how amazing your work is, I just want you to take it in. And yes, you appreciate them, but also take it in and just be grateful for how far you've come. Don't try to downplay it. So that's one thing I learned from one of our barrier breakers last year. And she was saying that we tend to downplay and be like, ah, you do that, you know, my head definitely But <laughs> appreciate them for it and just take it in. I know that you are trying to be humble and all of that, which is all good, which is amazing. But also just take it in and just be grateful for it. You let them see that you are grateful. Obviously, some people are going to have their negative things and they're going to always have to say, oh, but you know who you are deep down inside. And so whenever someone comes and appreciates you for your work, just take it all in and just be grateful and <laughs> be proud of yourself. I know you are. <laughs> what advice do you have for someone that feels like life is hard? I can't do this. I can't break this barrier. I want to start something, but I can't. This is difficult. What advice have you got for this person? I'll start by saying that, look, if this life in general is not supposed to be, we have to also understand that this life will be 
easy. Also, everything is possible in this life. So the advice I would have is what I keep saying, leave and then don't be that person that they will rush things. Once you rush, you will do a lot of missing opportunity or you, mm. you end up like missing on a thing maybe that would have been better. So you it yourself. And then for youth like myself, especially in Dame, where you have so many youth that, when I would say they don't need the system, I mean, obviously they don't need the system, but I feel like most people don't also want to really think it's possible to actually like be successful in this country. And that's just something that it's very challenging. It's so very hard to convince something. It's, it's possible. But I believe, you know, for like many of my colleagues, they have been to people that it's very possible to do it here. All you need to just be very disciplined and then also just change your mindset because I feel like people think that means what they are tend to believe the Western you can do so much here. You can start your own business, you can do your own craft for you. You can actually do it here. All it takes is just being disciplined, being like very serious about what you do it. And then also for people that are also in high school that are finishing my advice to them would be just do what you want to do. We all know we live in a society where people, especially our parents, can listen to that. We know because of that and that. And then that would allow put you in a place that you are never going to be happy. And then the honest in this world, what is the most important thing person ever, ever do it? When doing something that makes you happy and then I learned from it. And then to me, I can say like that's one of the biggest lessons of how like being able to do photographs and still enjoy it and still get money from it. But whereas every single person was spent has to to not like be a person by anyone. Take your time, you know, feel about yourself. We are very young, like you can still like change body. And then we are supposed to afraid to fail. Feeling in this feeling in like it's part of like learning and being better. So we have to be to like access videos to do, just get up and then push hard. So yeah, that's, that's like my advice. It's out there trying to make it. That's a really great nugget. I was just writing stuff down. <laughs> Don't be afraid to fail. Be serious. Be disciplined. Change your mindset. Those are really great nuggets. Changing your mindset. Especially for people back home. We have all these stuff. Can't be under them. <laughs> Those kind of thoughts, like, what do you mean, Gabby, to them? I mean, we see the situation out there and all of that. And I know it's hard, but what did Mahatma Gandhi say? Be the change you want to see. I know it's difficult, a struggle, but be the change you want to see. You have to start first and eventually that change is going to come. I don't think Bits ever thought he'll be here today. You desire to go into something that you're passionate about, not knowing where it's going to take you. But right now he's out there already in the world. The world is seeing his work. He's doing amazingly well. So who are you not to even take a step of faith and do what you have to do? Don't just sleep on it. You're going to miss opportunities. said that earlier. Like if you don't do it, you're going to miss the opportunities that are going to come here with the blessings that are supposed to be for you. You're going to miss it. So we don't want anyone on my because and say step out of faith and defy the earth. And if you don't step out of faith, you're not going to be able to get the blessings that you're supposed to get. You're not going to be able to impact other people's lives. There's so many beautiful pictures that they has taken that people appreciate it well. People not just in Gambia, but outside. If he had not started taking the photos, no one would know who he is. He would be doing his biology. <laughs> we would know him as the biologist, but now he's into photography and that's where he is right now. So whatever you're doing out there, just take that bold step and do it. Like he was telling for the younger people that are just about to graduate from high school, do what you want to do. Do what you're passionate about and don't let the naysayers get into what you want to do. So we are about rounding up on this podcast. Thank you so much, Bits, for coming on here. I um, really appreciate you. We are so proud of you. I am so like, grateful. <laughs> 
I'm so happy that you have been on it. I didn't take a step of faith to start this Barrier Breakers Corner. I would never have been talking to the bits, the photographer who is going international right now. So I'm so grateful to have you on here on the podcast. Do you have any final words you would like to say to people out there? Thank you so, so much for having me here. This is actually like a very big pleasure for me that I'm really grateful. And then what you're doing is amazing. And I just pray, you know, Allah, opening the doors with you and then reaching higher heights. And everyone listening, thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining it. And then always join it. Like whenever podcast drop, please join it. Because <laughs> what you're doing is amazing. Thank you. Everyone deserves to be here. Thank you so much. Let people know where they can follow you and the work that you're doing or your social media platforms, email. Where can they follow or email? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. My username is Today, You can also follow my work page with photography. And then you can follow me on Twitter, MMBTay. You can also go on my website, with photography portfolio.com. And you can also reach me on email, mmbdayoutlook.com. Awesome. <laughs> Please do follow him. Um, he's doing amazingly well. Looking at all his photographs, I was like, this is awesome work that he's doing out there. So go follow him. He's into photojournalism right now as well. You can see the stories on his website. I was going through it today and it's really great work out there. So do follow him. You get so much info. And like he said, he's ready to be of help to anyone. Get on his social media and disturb him. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. It's, we are so grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the BB Corner Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they-